Picard in the shotgun. He's really struggling tonight. 3 of 14, 28 yards, and 5 interceptions. Picard takes a snap, rolls to his right, feels some pressure, throws across his body like a dumbass, and it's picked off. It's Jones. Jones going to go all the way to the end zone. Touchdown. You're listening to the Picard Pick 6 Show on Apple and Spotify. Here's your host, Scott Picard. This is episode number one. It's sponsored by Vookie. And I'm joined here with the CEO, President, CIO, Podcaster, <laughs> Chaz. <laughs> Thanks for joining me in the first episode. Dude, I'm so stoked for this, uh, for this show, mainly because it's all about college football. It's the best sport. It's, yeah. it's the NFL on steroids. It's, it literally is. I really started, actually, I just mentioned this to Ashley in one of the last episodes. I really started to like college football because I went to Arizona State. Because before that, I went to um, Santa Barbara City College, lived like near UC Santa Barbara. They don't really have like those type of sports or environment. And when I came to Arizona State, went to my first football game, I was like, this, damn, this, yeah. is, this is cool. Now, it's not SEC type of cool no, when you're no, watching no. it on TV, but... Like, I was like, okay. And I fell in love with college football. And we had, like, Taylor Kelly was the quarterback back then. Um, Osweiler had just left. But, I mean, the team was so good. Jalen Strong. Like, we had some sick players for Arizona State at the time and just fell in love with it. You know, I went to a D3 school in Massachusetts where football was, you know, we were, I mean, we're probably similar to Arizona. We're like an 8-4 and team. You know, nothing crazy. But our senior housing sat, like, almost overlooking the football field. So we would tailgate in the backyard. And tailgate would just sit there and drink all day. But in Massachusetts, it's warm for, like, two football games. And then it starts getting cold, and you're not sitting outside. So football wasn't a big part. My buddies and I would always go. We went to Penn State um, a couple times to just go catch a football game. How far would, how far like of a drive would that be? Six and a half hours. But we'd go up on a Thursday. But to go to, like, back. a Penn State football game, I mean, that's pretty sick. We went so. Penn State, Ohio State. Damn. And uh, that was a lot of, a lot of drink. You're up, I got woken up at 7 a.m. We were at uh, my buddy's frat house. Woken up at 7 a.m., I'm like sleep on the couch. I girl's like, come on, get up, let's go. I'm like, it's 7 a.m. Like, yeah, we're gonna be late to the tailgate. It's like a noon kickoff. I'm like, late. It's like, we just drank until three in the morning. <laughs> She's like, you better get going. We showed up, we showed up at nine o'clock and we were definitely late. Well, this podcast, I guess I'll get into what it's gonna be about. Every week I'm just gonna record, give you uh, some thoughts about the college football games of the week. Uh, this episode is gonna be about over-unders for a team since we're a couple weeks away from actual games, but you know, give you who I think, talk about the big games, whether I have a pick or not. But at the end of it, I always give six picks. So pick six of what I like over under spreads um, and all that good stuff. So are you looking for people to fade you or are you looking for people to actually take your picks? Listen, as a gambler of college football, I will say my greatest fee in gambling was I Pretty sure it was about 13 and three on Ivy League football. I talked about this in your podcast. Ivy I, League football. Like I, there's some ones. My problem this. is when we go to the bar or something, I cannot watch like have 10 games up and not have some bets going. So normally when I pick, if I'm smart, they always say, and I'll say this to everyone out there, if you're trying to gamble to make money or just to win, and you could do it on the Vookie app, the best social app for sports betting, win prizes. You don't have to raise your any of your own money, anything like that. If you're just trying to get the more credits, get some Amazon gift cards, win some prizes, pick three or four games you really like and load up on those rather than betting 20 games. So my thing is when I would bet, I like three or four games. 
should just bet those. But then all of a sudden it's like Oklahoma State TCU's on at Fox at 12 o'clock and I don't have any, all the games I like are afternoon. I'm going to bet those games because I want to watch it have something right. So when that comes in, I stink. Like I'm probably down money. So, but hopefully we'll find out this year. I'll actually keep track um, of my, my Oh yeah, picks. we'll keep track of all, yeah. of all the, the Be- six picks you give each week for sure. Best part about Vookie is it can keep track for you too. Yep. Which is great. And you can compare your thing, your records against friends and whatnot. So that's good. So... Um, I guess let's get into it. First thing, obviously there's some stuff I just want to get off. The new NIL, athletes can start making money. Love it. Yep. Smartest thing is TCU, or not TCU, LSU. They're just letting the athletes use their logo, their colors, and everything. Very smart. Texas, on the other hand, idiots. Not let them use the horns, the co- not burnt orange, the color orange. Not allowed to use the word Texas or the logo of the state of Texas. Crazy. Insane. They, they might lose out on some recruits. Um, so I, just don't, I don't understand the theory behind that. Like, it, if you want to promote your school, like, this is your opportunity to promote your school. Oh, so here, here's the thing. That's an easy recruiting tool. Joe Burrow wins a Heisman. He does a McDonald's commercial in LSU gear. There might be someone watching, L, watching the game, not recognizing who Joe Burrow is face-wise, Right, seeing him in the LSU colors and be like, "Oh, is that the quarterback? Oh, that makes sense." Now let's take, you know, quarterback Sam Ellinger from Texas last year. He's not allowed to use the or- color orange. So he, say he's in a Hulu commercial and he has to wear that green. You might not recognize his you face. You wouldn't even know who he is. And he can't is. say Texas. So you're just like, "Oh, who is this guy?" It's free marketing for Texas. I don't know why they don't do it. They're 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 idiots. I bet I, I bet there's just so much trial and error going right now yeah. too. It's it's like the wild west with the NIL right yeah. now. I mean, there's people that are making so much money. There's also people that are, you know, because I'm pretty sure they're considered like contracted workers. Like I don't really know because yeah. they're not employees of the school because they're they're not even using or all they're using is their name, image, and likeness. So that's all them. I think some t- players are gonna start suing the schools. Like, hey, you did this commercial and you're wearing orange. Yeah, but it's not the Texas orange. You know, like, so they, like, there's going to be some yeah. things going on like there's that. There's going to be a lot stink. of stuff that goes on with that for sure. But I love it. Let the athletes make as much. Come to these guys, yep. like, you know, this is the most, they'll go to the pros, you draft in the fourth round, maybe have a three-year career, make $1.2 when they could have in college made a couple million, you know? So let them make their money. I full, 100% support that. Yeah, no, I, I agree too. I mean, imagine, like, a guy like um, – like as dynamic and who just like blew up on on the main screen like a Manziel, how much yeah. money he could have made in college oh. with this NIL. Like Joe, you mentioned Joe Burrows, yeah. he's obviously out of college now, so he's not benefiting. But you know, I mean, it'll be interesting to see who that next like star is that really takes advantage of this and like blows up in college football and becomes like just insanely paid, and compared to like some of these pro athletes that make it. Yeah, I think like Pat White from West Virginia back in the day, like he would have made so much money off of this. Yeah. I also think what's going to happen is you might get like a Jake Fromm that, you know, leaves after his junior year, but he's a fourth or fifth round pick. He might stay in college, make another mill mill or two for for all his endorsement deals and stay in another year. And then you get, it becomes cultural, but just becomes better. Yeah. You know, so he'd rather, he'd make more money in at Georgia that his senior year than he would at, you know, being a fifth round pick and being a third string quarterback. Yeah. And I hope improve his draft stock. But the other thing is, because of COVID, everyone gets their area of eligibility. Normally, most teams have a return rate or starter return rate of like 62% of their players from starters. This year, it's like 75, 74, Jeez. I think it is. You have teams upwards of 90% of their stars are returning. So they're all taking advantage of that. Yeah. COVID so you're going to have, for the next couple of years, at least you're going to have a lot of starters returning. So people redoing their fifth year, a couple of very good players too. So 
this should be should be quite interesting this season. So we can get into it. We'll start with uh, the ACC. Obviously, there's Clemson. Right now, you have UNC, who might have the best proven quarterback in the ACC. Um, I know the top-rated guy, DJ from Clemson, is a, is absolute stud. But but Sam Howell has been unbelievable for UNC the past past year and uh, two years, I should say. And then there's Miami. They had Derrick King and transfer from Houston last year played, and they're they're riding high. So they're, they're, those are the three top teams right now in the league. Um, obviously, I think it's Clemson and everyone else. The good thing about Clemson is they don't have to see they're those two teams. So that's obviously um, huge for them and, and and whatnot. So, but we'll start with my hometown, Boston College, and boy, <laughs> the Eagles, the notorious. Six and six, seven and five, maybe eight and four bowl team. Always makes a bowl game. Yeah, but it goes it's to like the Meineke Car bowl. <laughs> Yeah, the Meineke Car Care Bowl sponsored by like Scott Toilet Paper. I actually love their over of seven wins. They're at seven. They have three easy wins to open up the season. Uh, and then they go to Missouri. Or Missouri comes to them. So that's an SEC team, always tough, but I think they can win that game. Then they go on the road at Clemson. That's an automatic loss. But what I like about when I look at over unders for team wins. If your 50-50 games, your coin flip games are at home, I love that. If your auto, auto losses are on the road, that's an auto loss for BC for the most part. I'd rather not have Clemson. I'd rather play Virginia at home than Clemson at home. If I'm for better, I'm betting overs. Clemson on the road, it's going to be a loss with their home or away. Let that be on the road. Let another team come there. So uh, I don't mind that. They have a second-year head coach, offensive coordinator from Ohio State. They have this guy, Phil uh, Jerkovich. He was a four-star recruit from Notre Dame. Transferred their second year. Last year, obviously, COVID. But they sling the ball a lot more than they used to. BC used to be a running, pound the ball, throw it like five times That's a game. That's when they had like. Dylan, right, at running back? Yeah, or, A.J. Dylan, yeah. And even um, Andre Williams before, who ran for like 2,000 yards. They used to just run the ball. Um, they're throwing it now. They have actually, I mean, they might have the second best wide receiver crew in core in the, uh, at least returning-wise, in the ACC. So I love this over. Um, a lot of the games they can win besides the Clemson game. Um, and I think the ACC is pretty mediocre towards the middle. The, returning some offensive linemen, probably some guys will be drafted pretty high in the NFL. So Boston College is one of my overpicks. We got Louisville. Here's one of my picks for the pick six. Under seven wins. I just think they're not that good. I see two or three like auto wins. Other than that, like every other game, it's either a loss or like a coin flip. So it's, it's tough right there for Louisville. I don't think to have, you know, you got to find another four or five wins. And, you know, you, you play UCF as a non-conference team. You got Kentucky and Clemson. Kentucky and Clemson are both very good. Like, they have to go four, they have to go four and three in their last final, I don't know, ACC games. So I, I don't, that's very tough to do. Clemson, the big dog in the, the uh, building. 12 regular season games. They're over under 11 and a half. So they got to go undefeated. So they got to go undefeated. And I will say I'm staying away from this. It basically comes down to the Georgia game week one. Probably the hot most. That's a week one game. Week one, Georgia. Holy Clemson smokes. In, that's going to be. That, in, I mean. In North Carolina, in Charlotte. I think, I believe where the um, Panthers play. That game comes down to Clemson has to win that game. If they lose, their non their conference schedule is so bad. The ACC they don't play any ranked teams. They have to win that game. So I, I, I mean, you could bet the under right there. 
and Georgia's week, in the top five. Yeah, Georgia right very, now too. So you literally have a top five matchup in week one, and the winner or loser of that determines the rest of their season, especially yeah. the way college football is laid out. Georgia does have an advantage because they can go eleven and one, go to the SEC championship game and win it, and, win. and, and still go to the playoffs. Like Clemson, if they lose, like they have to beat every other ACC team by a thousand. Yeah, it's just the ACC is not very good. It's just the way it is, and 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 they avoid the two good teams that could like the UNC and, and Miami could help them win games, but you know they lose they lose Lawrence. Their defensive line is very good. Um, so, but they they kind of do this thing every four years where like the offense is so elite, but they graduate everyone, but then the defense was young, and then the defense comes up and so good, and then the offense is like players, but they just reload. Um, I, I would, it's just if they beat Georgia, it's, I don't see them falling. So do you have a pick for Clemson, or this is just a— I would just stay. Just, if I wouldn't bet. Like, it's just basically, do you think they can go—do you think they beat Georgia in— In week one. Yeah, won't roll over. Because if they go 11-1 and one and lose to, like, Virginia Tech, they, they might not make the— And that's the thing with these bets. You have to put them in before the beginning of the season. Yeah. So, I mean, you might as well put it in in the beginning of the season and then bet on week one, too. Maybe offset it. I don't know. But, I mean, that's a tough matchup for week Clemson one. I think Clemson will be favored in that game, so it would be tough. If Clemson wasn't favored— I would say you could kind of maybe hedge it by chance and go bet Clemson. I guess you could do Clemson over 11 and a half wins and then bet Georgia money line. Georgia, just to see, yeah. Yeah, if, but then what's the point of betting? You might but as then, well. They're just, you're just even anyway, so it doesn't make sense. But I guess you take Georgia in the points, and then if they win. I mean, that's a top five matchup, too. I, that's And especially since it's at neutral ground. I mean, it depends on who travels the best with their fans, but I think that's going to be a split 50-50 fan base too, especially since the everybody's so anxious to go to a game. I mean, that's going to be – that's a neutral ground right there. I, that's going to be a sick game to watch, especially for week one. Oh, yeah. Then we, we go I wouldn't touch that over under of 11 I, and a half. It's just, yeah, it's just that's too – You'd be sweating that. If you risk. bet the over or on, you're sweating that all season. If they beat Georgia, you're sweating that all yeah. season. Just can someone upset them basically? It's, yeah. I don't know. You get another – used to be powerhouse and RIP Bobby Bowden who passed away recently. Florida State, they're at five and a half wins. They've been down for, since, since Jimbo left. They've been down. Like, I mean, terrible for Florida yeah. State. But they get the transfer from UCF, Mackenzie Milton, who okay. led them to a quote-unquote national championship for USC, UCF, what, 2018? But he had a horrific knee injury. He's been out. He hasn't played in a couple years. Yeah. But if he can story. if he can play well, like I see that they could get six wins. Um, they're at five and a half, but they might have the hardest schedule in the country. They play, not only do they play Clemson, Miami, UNC, they also have to play Notre Dame in Florida. Wow. They might have like the hardest schedule in the so they you you need them to win their two easy non conference games. And then you have to have, I mean, Jacksonville State, UMass are easy wins. Q's should be a win for there. But they have to win three other games in the ACC. So that's, that's a little tough. But if you can pull off one of those Notre Dame, UF, maybe upset Miami or UNC, I don't think they're going to touch Where's Clemson. the Notre Dame game at? Ooh, I don't know. That's a good question. The thing that's going to be really like a big determining factor with all these over-unders, Ashley and I were talking about it too, is just, one injury, right? An injury just completely ruins the over-under that you take. And then also COVID protocols. I mean, no matter, even though we're still, you know, p- fans are coming back to the games and they're doing a lot of this stuff, 
there's still so many COVID protocols that are in place right now that it could, like a Clemson, for example, you are, if, if you take the over of that, you're banking on a healthy season yeah. from start to finish. That's a good thing. I, 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 you know, I thought about that when I was betting one, when I have a bet for the big uh, 12, there was a team that's a low over under and they just got, they lost a lot of close games and they got killed with COVID the year before. Like a lot of their best players are, were gone. And I think they're, and they only won like two games. So I think they're a little low, but that's, yeah, if Clemson's quarterback or a couple of skill players go down, like, they could easily yeah. drop a game. You could drop uh, a, a game, a close one, or it's just one of those scenarios that you can't nothing, yeah. you can't do anything. Absolutely. We get into Miami, who's a, a big a big favorite. Everyone kind of loves them. I think they're ranked, like, 13th in the uh, the country rate, uh, preseason polls. They got the, 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 the 17th-year senior, it feels like, Derrick King at quarterback, uh, the transfer from Houston. But they play Alabama week one, too. That's another. Jeez. So I mean, Alabama, again, should should win that. Yeah, you can almost chalk that up as a loss. So that's a loss. So Miami needs to go 10-1 and one the rest of the way to hit. And they play UNC. So that's tough right there. They got Michigan State. I know that they've been down kind of. But it's not like they have a easy schedule to get 10 wins. So I, I think a 9-3 team right there with Miami. So yeah. I, I lean towards the under there. UNC's at 10 wins. Uh, another tough one because they got to go 11-1. and one. They play Miami, but they are returning Sam Howell, who is a absolute stud. He might be a top five pick in, in the NFL draft when he goes. Uh, they lost a lot of their running backs. I think two or three running backs got drafted. Just running backs from their team got like drafted in the NFL. So, But look, with a quarterback that good, I think they could just find skillful players, put them in there. Uh, defense is good. Mac Brown is just having them rolling right now. Uh, he, he, what he did at Texas and now he's doing that at UNC, it's, I can't believe Texas let him go, but I, I think that they, I think a 10 wins is kind of the mark for them. Miami, Notre Dame are tough games. I think they could beat Miami, um, but I, I think they probably lose to Notre Dame and they drop a tough one. Um, so, you know, just drop, you know, being young offensively and stuff like that. So, and the last one, the ACC, I just had to throw this in there. Duke's like three and a half wins. They stink. Like, I, they are terrible. <laughs> the only thing Duke could do is if they win like five games, they will ruin everyone else's like over-unders. If you bet overs for like, but they they are they might be one of the worst teams in the ACC. They might they might go over in the ACC. They might not even beat Kansas. And Kansas is set to schedule like one win. So <laughs> that's just terrible football to bet on. But that's also exciting to take as a futures bet too, because you're just rooting against them the whole season. If you take season. the under of three and a half, the whole season they are terrible. Speaking of terrible, have you ever flown terrible? Bad seats, no reclining. Well, if that's the case, fly Delta. Comfortable seats, reclines, TV. Again, fly Delta. We go into the Big Big Ten. Big Ten, okay. You know who's the number one team in the Big Ten? Ohio State. Yeah, that's it. Everyone on the team is just like... What are they, uh, four in the country, three in the country, something like that? Where'd go? It went Bama, Oklahoma... Clemson, Clemson, Ohio State, State Georgia. Georgia. I think okay. the top five. So four. Depending of AP, coaches poll, whatever. But, yeah. Um, the AP poll is just basically like who's returning and who had the best class. Yeah. You know, so it's very tough to like tell like who's going to be good. Strength of schedule and, yeah. maybe, stuff like that. Yeah, like they don't really look at the strength. Who's going to finish it? They just, who's coming in with it? So obviously you have a lot of SEC teams, but then they beat each other up and you end up eight and four and you're a 15, you know, rank 15 to start the season. You end up outside the top 25 just because you played... Alabama, Georgia, yeah, Florida. It's like, what are we supposed to do here? 
we're getting to the big Big Ten right now. The the hot team from last year though, Indiana. They start out the gates. I think they got up to number ten or some, and they played Ohio State and lost. They have that quarterback, Michael Penix. I mean, he he's a sub, but he tore his ACL last year. So I don't know. He might miss the first couple games. They're at eight wins. Um, they lost their best wide receiver to the draft. I think they give me vibes of remember Minnesota a couple years ago when they got PJ Fleck. They started out like ten and zero, like hot, and then the next year they went like seven and five. Yeah, that's the vibe I got from Indiana right now. Just. I think they're not as good as Michigan. I don't think they're as good as Iowa, Wisconsin. Definitely not Ohio State. I don't think they're better than Penn State. So I, I lean towards the over. I think they just had a really good year. COVID played a factor into that. Um, so I would lean towards the the under. But that game they had last year, I think with the Penn State when he dove at the end zone, that was one of the more exciting college football games last year. Who's uh, You had a Big Ten. Other than you have any other college teams you like in the Big Ten? Well, my buddy Tyler's a big Michigan fan, so we pay attention to a lot of the Michigan games because he's always, like, referencing Harbaugh and all these other stuff. And obviously, you know, Harbaugh was the coach of the Niners, so we started to like him, and then he left. Yep. But um, but Nebraska's another big one for my buddy Drew. And so those teams kind of going all together. You know, we'll pay attention to a little bit of the Big Ten, but I think at the end of the day that division is just locked up with Ohio State so or the conference. I follow the Big Ten a lot more than I probably should, and it's because if you ever go to Old Town Scottsdale, every bar is a Big Ten bar. Yeah. Michigan, oh, Ohio yeah. State, Nebraska, Penn State, Iowa. It's it's just a Big Ten. Yeah. So, so true. It's all those. It's all those I, damn I follow, snowbirds. Yeah, follow all the time. But So speaking of Michigan, they got seven and a half wins. That's God. low for Michigan. But they also it's low, but God, they just suck. <laughs> they just disappoint year after year. Yeah. So they play Western Michigan, Northern Illinois. It should be wins. But they play Washington. Washington's a pretty good football team. Yeah, they home. are. And that defense is good for Washington. And my thing is they have the quarterback controversy. Not just any controversy, but they have McNamara, McCarthy, and they have the Texas Tech transfer through for um, 5,000 yards at Texas Tech. Spread. My problem is, is Harbaugh going to just keep doing his old school ground and pound, try to run the ball a thousand times? Or is he going to let, like, maybe take, let, do the Texas Tech offense and let spread them, get some athletes, move them around the field, and uh, sling it? That's the problem I have with Harbaugh. Is like, he, he's a creature of havoc, it feels like. I just don't feel like exactly, like, I just don't feel like he's going to change his coaching style for, for anything at this point. I mean, it's a big year for him at Michigan. I mean, if you don't, if you don't perform this year, how many more lives are they going to give you at Michigan before they pull the plug, too? Yeah. Oh, he, well, he so, renegotiated his contract, so he's there for a lit bit longer. He is? Okay. Yeah. So I, But, like, also, like, how much better can you do? Yeah. Like, who else is going to come take the Michigan job unless you're taking, like, a guy that's killing it at, like, a lower a group of five and bringing him over? But that's not necessarily a, a gimme. You know, who's— I, I would the, maybe take the over just because I think there is so much pressure on him to perform. Yeah. No, I, I said this. They, they're, they're not better than Ohio State, Penn State, or Wisconsin. They might be even with Washington. Um, so they make that game at home. So they win that. They start the, game, the year 3-0. and As long as they beat Penn State or Wisconsin, it, they could get, could get to nine wins. Yeah. So it, you got some room for error you, you got to beat one of those major teams, too, yeah. in your own conference, too, to really kind of put the staple on the season yep. or the stamp on the season. He's got to beat Ohio State. He hasn't beat them ever. He's never beat Ohio I State. Don't, I don't see that happening, but you never know. I mean, you just never know. 
That's that's the beautiful thing about college football is there is more upsets each year than none. There's something I do know. Death taxes. Jim Harbaugh cannot beat Ohio State. <laughs> Those are the three things in life that are just certain. He just he could go over. That's just his storyline. Like if he gets was, how long has he been? Six, seven years. Been there a while. Yeah, like he's never won. Like that's yeah, because he went to the Harbaugh Bowl and that was back in like 2014, 13, 13, 2014. Yeah. So, and he had a year after that, and then he left. Yep. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, speaking of uh, Ohio State, they got 11 wins. They basically got to go undefeated. You're looking at a push. 11, not 11 and a half, though, right? So yeah, at 11. least, at least, yeah, at least you kind of have that extra half game in case they do lose one. But they, that would be pretty scary because that's that's almost like a lock of a push. It's going to be hard to go well, twelve. They're replacing Justin Fields. Yeah, they do. They might have. They do have the best wide receiving core in, in the country right now. Like returning at least based off production. They, Chris Olave. Like they got. They got players. Defense should be good as always. Ryan Day is a great coach. I. It, they do play Oregon week one. There's not a good game. Oregon, uh, Ohio State week one in Columbus. It sucks for Oregon. Yeah, Oregon pulls that off though. They got a. They got a good chance to go send a first Pac-12 team to the uh, Yeah, playoffs. the last decade, too. Oregon's been pretty relevant, especially in the Pac-12. And I love that they split the divisions now, obviously, too, so Pac-12 yeah. North. But that's, that's a big test for week one for a team that is expected to normally win the Pac-12 North. So you lose that game, that opens up a lot of options for the rest of the Pac-12, too. It's also helped the Pac-12 having these like in Washington going to Michigan. I think what it does is they can now go 11-1 and one and still make the playoffs, where before when the Pac-12 had an easy non-conference schedule and they beat each other up, if someone went 11-1, they weren't going to the championship because like, they weren't strong enough. But if you go and beat Ohio State, you go 11 and you drop a game in the Pac-12 and you go 11-1, and one, win it, you could still go to the championship now. So that, that the yeah. playoffs, I should say. Um, we got Penn State. I don't know enough about them, but they do have a new offensive coordinator, which is good. Um, they also they play Auburn, another Big Ten SEC school game, right there. Playing wow, Auburn, there's some good matchups. Um, they're at nine wins. I don't know. I, I I see they got Ohio State and Wisconsin, Auburn right there. Like last year, they just turned the ball over on offense. I know they got a new offense quarter, but I just I don't know about that's a, you got to win ten games at the over. I don't, I don't see them. I see them as the sec, third best team. And they yeah. play in Auburn. There's a couple losses right there. So here's my pick. These, see, I, pick, I don't pick these favorites, really. I like these, like, lower-level Rutgers football <laughs> over four wins. So you know anything about Rutgers football? I mean, when I used to bet on them all the time, I would always be betting blind because I never did my research on Rutgers football. Two years ago, before Shiano got there. So Shiano, for some of you who don't know, was a – coach there back in like probably 10 years ago when Rutgers got up to like number two in the country with um, Rice as a running back. Oh, I forget the quarterback's name, but they got up to number like two in the country. And then he jump shipped, um, failed at Tennessee, and then like bounced around a little bit. And then he's back to Rutgers. He just seems like a, he should be a coach for there forever. He just seems like a Rutgers court coach. For whatever reason, he hasn't played. But two years ago, I think they lost a combined like 100 in a three-game stretch, like 133-3, and three, they lost like a three-game stretch. Like Ohio State, Michigan beat them by like 60 nothing. They were so bad. Somehow, they won three Big Ten games last year. A ton of transfers coming. He just, the transfer portal, he was just loading up with dudes. And look at it. It's four wins. 
I think they go to the bowl. They return all their wide receivers, running backs, a lot from their defense, even though they stunk. But they open up the transfer portal. But they have conference. They have Temple, Cuse, and Delaware. And they should win those three games. Then they got to go to Northwestern, I think, stinks. Maryland's all right. Offensively, they're good. But I just think, like, if he wins another three Big Ten games, like, there's six wins right there. Even five if you drop one of those. So it's all about the beginning of the season for them then. I mean, you they can start the season with three wins against their non-conference, and you just need one for a push. I love the over there. I'll be taking that over. We got Wisconsin, nine and a half wins. Penn State, Notre Dame are the two hardest teams they play. They don't have to play, like, Ohio State. Um, And and so they're, they're... they win one of those, they, they could get the 10-11 win team, but uh, they finally have a quarterback, possibly. But they're, they're, these Big Ten schools are so tough that, you know, them, Iowa, they just run the ball a thousand times, it feels like, and, and it's just everything's a close game, and one little thing goes wrong in those games. One turnover, it's like, it, you know, they, they lose. Some it, of the over-unders on those games are like NFL games where it's like 42 and a half. It, it's, they literally hit, like, yeah. Northwestern's in that. I think they're going to win, like, three games next year. Yeah, that's basically the only teams I, you know, I've talked about, you know, the big teams I don't really have a play for, but some of the ones that I kind of like over-unders for in the big uh, 10. We're, we can move on to the big 12, but before we move on, i got a question for you. Hit me with it. Are you sick of paying your bookie? Always. Are you sick of hiding your losses from your wife or girlfriend? Always. Do you still like the gamble down? Love it. Yeah, check out Bookie. It's a no-money-needed sports betting app. Just some ad, get, watch some ads, get some credits, bet with those credits, use raffle, win prizes, maybe get an Amazon gift card, buy your girlfriend or wife something nice on Amazon with it. Especially when they are always on Amazon anyways. They, always on Amazon. You can go to recently looked at, use your Amazon car, gift card that you win through the Vookie app, betting, boom, make her happy. You don't have to hide your losses anymore. You don't have to meet your bookie every day, give them that money in that brown paper bag. Sweating Mondays. Sweating Mondays. You don't have to... Have your wife ask you where this $500 comes from. You have like, oh, I paid the golf membership. Even though you don't golf, you just say you do. You go to your local country club and just try to get a fake receipt. Yeah. Just, it's like, hey, just can you change like the cross off the name on this credit card and say it's mine? Boom. Look, yeah. Uh, we're in the Big 12. God, the offensive Big 12. Um, I mean, it's Oklahoma's to lose. But you have Iowa State. It's pretty good. Yeah, I'd agree with that. It's Oklahoma's to lose. Uh, yeah, I like this uh, Baylor bet. We're going to start with Baylor. They're five and a half wins, and it's plus 110. Kind of like it. You get plus money on an over. You know, in the words of uh, Big Cat, life's too short to bet the under. But these over-unders take forever, though, so it's really tough. But um, they were terrible last year, but here's the problem. They had COVID problems. They had, they were, their players were hurt by COVID. We were talking about earlier. They, their quarterback transferred, so they don't have – that's a big issue. But if they can figure out their quarterback, they got Texas Southern, Texas State, and Kansas to open up with. Those are three terrible teams. That's three wins right there. As long as they go three and six the rest of the way, and they got Texas Tech, not a great team, Kansas State, TCU, BYU, Oklahoma State. You know, you just got to get three wins out of there. So, so what, what was the over-under? Five and a half. Kind of like the Baylor overnight. Over under five and a half. Iowa State. That half is going to kill a lot of these bets. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> Just wait for it. Just uh, wait for it. They're good with that half. But you get like plus 110. Plus 110. You get plus money. A lot of these over-unders sometimes are like minus like 135. Yeah. Um, like the one I'll get into later. 
with uh, Kansas, but Iowa State minus nine and a half. This team returns 19 of 22 starters. Wow. Quarterback Brock Purdy's been there forever. Very good player. If he can, like, elevate himself to, like, a top 10, like, Heisman candidate, I think they win easily 10 games, maybe 11, just lose Oklahoma. Um, their running back finished sixth in the Heisman voting. Or Bryce Hall, sorry. He's Bryce Hall and um, Brock Purdy. Very good, like, duo. So, and in returning Lily, everyone on defense. Damn. That's huge, too, because huge. they've already been playing with each other. They always they give know Oklahoma. the system. Yeah, and they always give Oklahoma a fight. Yeah, they just always they somehow. I think, I think Oklahoma's like Iowa State's like their hardest team. They always play. Yeah, and so I kind of I kind of like that. At one ten, they got Texas. Oh, you are the could be the only losses nine and a half. You beat Texas. You as long as you don't lose two 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 bad teams in the uh, Big Twelve. That, that's I like that plus money one ten. Here's the best one. <laughs> The University of Kansas, known for their basketball school. Big basketball school. Big basketball school. Football? Not so much. That's that two-star recruit that we were talking yeah, about earlier. They, they, they might have zero-star recruits. Over-under, one. So they just need they one, one win for a push. <laughs> I'm taking this as my pick six. I have to. You're rolling for a bad team. They play South Dakota. If they beat South Dakota, we They're play. already at a push. Push. They, they play Duke. Duke stinks, too. That'll be the game of, like, the worst people ever. It'd be like taking the That's worst That's a game we'll in. actually turn into. It's like when you go to, like, like gym class, and, the, and you know, you, you're in middle school, and you're in, like, gym class, and there's, like, three good players, and they, like, you all sit out, and they let all just, like, the non, like, the kids that, like, rather be in, the like, algebra class, like, they, but they have to participate play. This, that, will the Duke-Kansas game will be like. It'll be miserable. <laughs> I might actually go to that game. That's how bad it is. <laughs> one win. Holy but smokes. Then you just pull off one upset in the, in, uh, in the Big 12. I mean, you got to imagine if every team they play against, the, the line is going to be just huge then. I mean, like, they're going to be the underdogs by 14-plus points every single game. I don't know when they play Oklahoma. If it's got to be, like, 50. If they lose to South Dakota, if they're 0-5 and they lose to South Dakota and they're playing, it's going to be, like, 59 points. That's a Spencer Rattler Oklahoma game where it's like I'm putting up my Heisman numbers now. Like that's a game that they'll do. That's insane in terms of just like having that be your over under for the win. I mean, as a player too, if you see that, how just deflated are you before the season even begins? <laughs> you just already know ahead of time that Vegas knows that your team sucks. So bad. They're so and they had the Les Miles situation where he got canned and yeah, that didn't work there. There, there. But you got to think one win. One win. That's all you need. One. Give me two. Give me my money. Yep. Although that's minus 195, but still, I'm taking it for the sheer fun of yeah. betting Kansas football. Yep. You'll be, watching, spend- you'll be watching week one very, very closely. Oh, yeah. It'll be the best. And then it'll be like, they'll be like one in nine. I'll be watching them play like, you know. <laughs> Come on, baby. Oklahoma State, Kansas, last game of the year. I'll be sitting there like, need this win. Yeah. Um, moving on to... Uh, Speaking of Spencer Rattler, the Arizona native, mm-hmm. Oklahoma. What do you think their win total is at? Well, if they're the number two team in the country, it's got to be 10.5 or 11 at least. Yeah, it's 11. Yeah. means they lose one, it's a push. I can always see Oklahoma losing one game. They always fall. But I think this seems different. They've always had the skill players, right? Remember Spencer Rattler? They, they kind of always replace, you know, the C.D. Lambs. Uh, Hollywood Browns, like they always just find those guys, and they have Spencer Rattler, the quarterback. Love it. The difference between this Oklahoma team is 
their defensive front four might be the best in the college football. They are very good. And if you're telling me I, I get one, you have line, D-line, linebackers, cornerbacks, and I can have the best in the country, I'm taking the D-line. Because if you can pressure with four, stop the run, pressure with four, and just put seven out in the, you know, you can. Makes everybody's job easier. A lot easier. You can have the four best cornerbacks shutting people down, but if they have to run around for seven, eight seconds, people are going to get open. Yeah. You know, so they have arguably the best defensive line. Yeah. I Interceptions, it, fumbles. I mean, that just opens up everything yeah. for cornerbacks, linebackers, everything. Yeah, and you know, when you know you're get, you can get pressure right away at four and quarterbacks got to make quick decisions. Cornerbacks can jump the route. They, they don't have to, like, worry about, you know, double moves and stuff. So it, it, it's – I really like this Oklahoma team. Yep. I know I might – we used to call it back in the day Clemsoning. I mean, like, Clemson could never just pull – they'd always, like, start off, like, 8-0 and then lose to, like, NC State and ruin their chances of going. Yeah. But they finally broke through. I think this is, like, the Oklahoma, like – Lincoln Riley breakthrough team like this team this team can actually not go to the playoffs and lose by a hundred to Alabama. So wow. I like I like them. I don't. I think they will drop one game, but that's if it's the Iowa State, you know, Texas maybe. I just not sold in Texas, but they they are far better than every team in that conference. Yeah. It's not even it's it's them two is Iowa State, and then they, everyone else is down like seven eight nine. It's just bad. So horns down Texas eight wins is the over under. Plus 110. Obviously, there's good value here because eight wins is not a lot for a Texas team, but they don't know who their quarterback is. Sark is coming from the Saban tree of failed head coaches at a major program that rejuvenates himself at Alabama and then gets a major job. Shout out Lane Kiffin. But they play Arkansas at, at Arkansas. Not an easy place to go. Any SEC place is not easy to go. Then they play University of Louisiana Lafayette, who is a very, very good group of five team. They have a stud quarterback. Their head coach left, or did not leave, sorry. Their head coach got offered two SEC jobs in the last few years, and he's turned them both down the state with a raging Cajun. That's not, they could easily go into Austin and beat Texas. But let's just look at the numbers. Texas should, and they'll be favored the first four games, they should be 4-0 or 5-0. Um, they play Rice, Texas Tech, TCU. They go to Oklahoma, or they play the Red River Robbery, not going to Oklahoma because it's a neutral site. But it really comes down to how they can start Texas. Can they beat ULL and, and Arkansas? If they start 4-0, I mean, that's a nine-win team, and then everyone will be like, is Texas back? And then they'll get smashed again next year, <laughs> and they'll win eight or nine games. But that's very doable. But, again, they don't know who their quarterback's, new coach, everything like that. It, it, it's tough to really bet on them. Um, so they got Iowa State and, and Oklahoma. So those are two could be losses, and and I just don't. I, I like it plus one ten. Just got to win eight games to get your money back. That's fine. Here's a team I like in the Big Twelve: Texas Tech Red Raiders. Shout I out love Michael, good. Michael Crabtree. Um, <laughs> They got the quarterback transfer, Tyler uh, Shaw from uh, Oregon that played a couple years ago. They open up with Houston. It's four and a half wins. They open up with Houston. Another another low over-under for yeah. you. Oh, yeah. Yep. Over yep. They open up with Houston, FIU, Stephen F. Austin. Three winnable games. They get Kansas. I'm saying Kansas, Texas Tech. In Texas, in Kansas, I already have as one. As one. So they don't have to win this Texas, but they should beat them. Yeah. So there's four wins right there. They return a lot. 
they got uh, 10 Power 5 transfers. That's a lot. Yeah. Lot eligible right away. Bringing back the old offensive coordinator from years. I can see six wins. So there's That's four true. right I mean, there. And Vegas is so good at the over-unders for team wins that, yeah, I mean, those three first games that you mentioned, they should be 3-0, and and then you're kind of in the driver's seat for the rest of the season. Yeah, absolutely. Here's the – move on to the Pac-12. I was telling you this earlier. I think they are the second-best conference, top to bottom. Yeah. I don't think any other – I don't think Oregon, the top team in their conference, is better than any other, other team's top team, other than the SEC. But I think, like, teams two through eight are literally better than um, the Big Ten, Pac-12 – or Big Ten, Big Twelve, and ACCs like two through eight. Yeah, I think they they can be. They're very very good. I think they're very underrated conference. Well, here's what happens all the time: is they all just there. There's no great team. They're just some very good teams, and they all just slowly beat each other. So they all go like nine and three every year. So then none of them get the credit. If one of those teams could just pull off like a twelve and zero season, and another team could be like eleven and one, and now granted the other teams would then have to be like eight and four and stuff, it might hurt. But they. Pac-12 this year, I think, can win a lot of non-conference games, and then a lot of those teams could be very good. But this was the toughest conference for me to, like, I guess, handicap. There's, like, like, three teams with nine wins over-unders. Oregon, Washington, Arizona State. Like, one of those teams obviously has to hit the over. And then you have USC and Utah at eight and a half and eight. Like, there's so many teams that are just so clunked in there. It's not— It's the most even division or conference that there is in college football. Let me ask you this. Who do you think the best coach is in the Pac-12? Well, I guess I could be a little biased. You're going to say Herm Edwards? I would say best college He's done a good job. Yeah, he's done a good job with the Arizona State Sun Devils, and he's definitely brought good, like, quality players, good recruits. He's coaching them well. Um, He brought in Marvin Lewis, you know, to coach on the defensive side of the ball, I'm pretty sure. And so, like, he's done a good job building his team, I think, which is why I think he is probably the best coach in the Pac-12 right now. I think... I think it's Chip Kelly. Chip yeah. Kelly got a – he put Oregon on – he went from University of New Hampshire's offensive coordinator. Here's a fun fact. A guy named Ricky Santos won the Heisman for the – I think it's the Walter Payton Award for, at Notre Dame – or University of New Hampshire. He went there, offensive coordinator, put up like 500 – this was like the first time, like the spread off, 500 yards. They were dominating. He got the offensive coordinator job at Oregon for two years, blew up that offense – and then he became the head coach, dominated. I think we give him a bad rap because he went to the Eagles and people, he failed in the NFL. People forget. A lot of drama during those yeah. years too. Oh, yeah. But he's at UCLA, the year three. He's got his guys. He's got that, uh, he's got the quarterback um, there. Dorian Thompson Robinson, DTR, is like we like to call him. Um, they return every offensive lineman. And they're at seven wins. I, if you're going to give me the best coach in a conference that's pretty even across the board, I like the over of seven. Yeah, and every time they battle USC, no matter how good or bad both of those teams are, it's always a close one. So they're going to have some games that are literally going to come. I mean, they came to ASU and, and beat ASU in recent years. And so they aren't a bad football team. Yeah, I, I, seven wins is... And that's and that's the bottom part of the barrel with like the whole nine and a half wins yeah. or nine wins, eight wins, eight and a half. Um, Utah is strong now, and so 
they're gonna have to they're gonna have to have some quality wins against some of these Pac-12 teams to get to that seven. But it's not out of the question. I, not I like that's if I were to bet any any Pac-12 team, it probably I don't like. A he lot needs of them. to become the Chip Kelly of the Oregon days, though. Yep, yeah, he needs he to put the NFL behind the him. DTR guy is very good. He just he's third year in the system now. Like I just find them very very good. Um, they play LSU opening week. I'm not sold on LSU. I think they can beat LSU. Do they go to? I, it's a neutral LSU. site. Neutral site. Okay. Is it? It's in Dallas. I'm trying to remember. Could be at AT and T. That's pretty neutral. Yeah, and so, I mean, I I think they can beat them. Yeah, like that's, it, it, especially if they beat LSU, man, they get and they get two easy non-conference games. They they got to win four Pac-12 games. So I I, I like UCLA. I'm probably high just because again, you're giving me the best coach, uh, dual threat quarterback. Uh, third year now. I think this is when Chip Kelly has it come come together. Like Mario Cristobal, Oregon, you know, good coach. Um, but like, if you look at everyone's resume in the in college football, like Chip Kelly has the best resume. Yeah, you know. So that that's just my thought. But Edwards speak, has a pretty good resume, but he has been out of the coaching game for a long time. I mean, he's been with ASU now for over three years, I think. Yeah. But before that, he was an yeah. analyst. So. Chip Kelly definitely has the most recent success being a coach. We can switch into Arizona State. Their win total. Would you say it was nine? Nine. It's a lot. They play a pretty easy non-conference schedule to open yeah. up. So they could start 3-0 and um, easily. UNLV's they should. September 11th. Um, Kent State is coming up, I think, September 2nd. Yep. Or something uh, like that. It's a Thursday game. Yeah. No, Southern Utah. Southern Utah. UNLV. BYU. So Southern Utah, UNLV, BYU. B- they should beat BYU. Colorado. So they could start 4-0. Then they go to UCLA, which I've taken UCLA over, so obviously that, that's not good game. Yeah, that's not helpful. First, and it's at second UCLA. conference game, okay. Yep. Stanford, I'm not too sure about Stanford, but then Utah, Washington State, I think, stinks. Uh, Oregon State's not that good, but they got to go Washington, UCLA, Utah, USC, and uh, that's and that's four games right there. So nine is probably a good number for them. I just don't see them winning ten. Yeah, it'll be interesting with ASU, especially just because there is a little bit of pressure with with uh, Daniels this year. And I, mean, like I told Ashley, he played. He's he's a good player yeah. and he's played very well. Hopefully, he's gotten a little bit bigger, a little bit stronger. But he's a dual threat quarterback too. He's legit. You got to watch out for their defense is terrible last year. I think it was second worst. Yeah. They're going to have to put up a lot of points and a lot of touchdowns. Yeah. Also, the controversy, everything going on. How does that affect? That's crazy that the Pac-12 is that even right now. It, and we go to another team with, with nine wins, Oregon. They Which is going to be tough, like you said, because their first game is at Ohio State. So that nine wins, if they lose week one, which let's just go ahead and say they are, call it now. Yep. You know, have a prediction. But after that, you got to go very, very solid the rest of the season. Yeah. They, well, they have to go to Washington, too. Washington's a damn good football team. Yep. We'll get into them next. They're a nine-win team. But if they beat Washington, I got – here's the thing that they benefit from. And Utah. But they don't play USC or ASU. So they got Ohio State, Washington, Utah. 
which Utah is always very strong. Yeah, very strong. So, like, those three, you know, if you win one, maybe two of those games, you're sitting at 10, 11 wins. But if you lose all three, that means you got to run the table in the rest of the yeah. the, or, uh, the rest of the Pac-12. So, again, the, the Pac-12 is just – there's going to be one team that's going to win 10 or 11 games. There might be two teams that go 10 and 2. I just don't know which two teams they are. What's crazy is they could easily be all even, too. Oregon can lose four, right? And And – but the, the four losses could be to, like, an Arizona State or UCLA or whatever the case might be. And then ASU could easily lose a, a, against, like, an Oregon State. You know? I mean, it's just that's, – that's, that's an interesting conference. The Pac-12, they, they might have these exactly right. Like, those three teams might win nine games. UCLA might just win seven. USC might just win It could eight. be right Utah on the number. Win, yeah, I'm not around all of them. Like, it could just end up – a bunch of teams nine, three, eight, and four. So that means the worst teams in the division probably are, like, Washington State, Oregon State – Colorado, Washington State, Oregon State. I think U of A is going to be trash. Yeah, two wins. Their overrunners two wins. Yeah, uh, I think Oregon State's like three and a half. I didn't even go through them because I didn't want to yeah. look up their roster. Just so the bad. bottom of the barrel of the Pac-12 essentially is just riding on. They are going to be terrible teams, three yeah. win teams, and just get smoked. The but rest I think of the season. Oregon probably is a favorite to win. Washington is like the. I know they're nine wins, not a sleeper, but I mean they could go into Michigan and win, and then oh, you're looking at them going. You lose two games in Pac-12, and they still have 10 wins. Like, I, their defense, they're very, very good team. Um, and then USC and Utah, both eight and a half wins. Um, they, the Baylor transfer quarterback, Brewer, is at Utah now. So, I mean, he, I liked him a lot at, at uh, Baylor. Um, I can see them, if everything falls into place, winning 10 games. They, they beat USC, dropped to Oregon, but one of the, you know, that's about it. What else do they have? Yeah, they, they do play Oregon, ASU, UCLA, USC. They, they probably the toughest schedule of everyone. Um, what was USC's? Eight and a half. Win total? Yeah, okay. Next. But, you know, USC is... I mean, you're uh, looking at the Pac-12 South right now, and that is just top to bottom. So ASU's probably leading the way in the Pac-12 South. The reason why USC is higher, the same as Utah is they avoid Oregon. USC avoids Oregon and Washington. Okay. So, so they don't play them. I'm yeah. not sold on their coach. I'm not even sold on their quarterback that well. But they beat, listen, they, they, they beat Stanford, who I, who I don't think is a good team. They head into Utah 5-0 and with their non-conference win. So you're looking at 5-0 and to start the year. But they have to go to Notre Dame. But they do get a week off before that Notre Dame game. So they, their non-conference yeah. game is Notre Dame. So... I don't know, nine wins. Um, they don't have to play. Or, I think I'm talking myself into the over here for USC. <laughs> <laughs> I was not sold on them, but I, 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 and they don't really, I just, their coach just gives me like, he can only coach them up for so, so long. Yeah. Like, you know, I think he's a good underdog coach, but not a great, like if he's a favorite coach. So we get into the big bad NFL minor league conference the sec <laughs> alabama's winning the division alabama, or, the, or the conference so their win total this is one of my pick six is 11 and a half so they got to go undefeated i'm taking the under <laughs> okay i mean they texas a&m georgia Florida, like they, they they play good teams like they they're playing good teams i new quarterback new they graduated or lost the draft, all their wide receivers, their running back, some offensive linemen. They're returning like three players. Michi, I think the wide receiver. Again, Alabama just reloads. But you replace a Heisman Trophy wide receiver 
the third place Heisman Trophy quarterback. I mean, if they don't replicate that, there's a loss somewhere in there. There's got to be, right? The, the, the loss could be like a field goal at the end of the game type of situation. I mean, they're not going to get blown out by any means in any of the games this year. But, yeah, they could have one game where they lose in a close one. Somebody drives the field, right? They get a game-winning field goal. And, yeah, that loss, there you go. There's they, the under. They play Miami first week. Not a cakewalk. Should win. Florida, A&M's a top-five team. Top 10 team, I think. LSU's rivalry. Auburn. Rivalry. Rivalry. Ole Miss put up like 700 yards against them last year against that defense. Yeah. With their quarterback, Matt Corral. Yeah. Like, I'm just saying, I'll take the under. That's the thing. There is a lot of rivalries within that SEC now. And so even like it, an LSU could be a terrible football team, but all they want to do is win that game against Bama. Yeah. And so it all of a sudden becomes a very close game, and that could be a loss. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah. We got Florida, nine wins. They lose arguably the best player in college football last year, Kyle Pitts. Then Kyle And Trask. Florida was pretty good last year. Yeah. So they, they got some players coming back, it sounds like, except for. No, they lose, actually. They lose. Trask, the quarterback. Okay. Pitts, Tony, or Tooney, wide yeah. receiver, yep. Grimes. So they lost a lot of players. Um, they have this kid, Emory Jones, who I believe out of high school was a five-star recruit. Stud, big arm, athletic, can run. Here's my worry. It's a five-star recruit coming out of high school. I got McDonald's All-American base in the football terms, or Under Armour All-American. How come he hasn't won the job until his senior year? Felipe, Felipe Franks outbeat him like two years ago. <laughs> he stinks. That guy's the worst quarterback I've ever seen in SEC. He's terrible. He's at like Arkansas now. Just I think so. I, that gets me a little nervous. The Alabama, Georgia losses. LSU, Kentucky, I like, like, I mean, they put Bam and Georgia's two losses. They got to win the rest of their games to get the over. I, I just, I see nine wins max, so I, I wouldn't bet this. Yeah, and I forget that Kentucky is in the SEC sometimes just because of, again, basketball school. Yeah. So those are all auto wins for any time they play Kentucky. But, I mean, that, that's a tough test for, for a team that looked pretty good last year. But if you remember, they lost to LSU. So, you know, they, you just never know when there's going to be a close game, when it's pouring down rain and everything changes. And to get nine wins, you said it was nine or nine and a half? It's nine. It's nine? Yeah. So you got to get I mean, ten. That's, I can see them being like a – it could be a push. could be a push. Vegas could have that right on the number. And you're not, you're not playing games for pushes. You're not betting. No. you got to find value. So – we go to uh, the second best team, top five team in the country, Georgia. They're at ten and a half wins. I, I basically this game comes down to if they if you think they can beat Clemson, take the over. They're, the rest of their schedule, the hardest team in their schedule is Florida. They don't like they don't see Bama. They the Clemson and Florida, the two toughest teams on their schedule. They return their quarterback. They lost the uh, Pickens to spring to it. The wide receiver is a stud to uh, ACL tear, but he could be back midway through the season. I, I think I read. I think you're going to see Georgia in the playoff this year. I would actually if, take the over. Yeah, if you think they're going to be, if you think they're going to be in the, the playoffs, you take then the over. You take the over. Yeah, I think that, they'll be in the playoffs. Here's what I like: year. if you think I, I instead of taking the over, uh, win the Natty at plus six hundred. Yeah, they might be the best team in the ACC or the, geez, the SEC. Yeah. So I I love them. If you think <laughs> they can beat Clemson, just take the over because they're yeah. not going to lose two conference games no no i don't think they will either 
All that's right. gonna be that's gonna be a tough conference too to kind of pick a winner from. That SEC championship game is gonna be pretty sick. Oh, yeah. Always is. Here's one of my uh, one of the things I'm thinking about putting my pick six. Kentucky. Oh, you do have Kentucky. <laughs> Seven wins over. Oh wow. They open up with University of Louisiana Monroe, Mizzou, Chattanooga, South Carolina. Do you know South Carolina who their quarterback might be this year? No, you probably don't because no one does. They have a gra- graduate assistant that was like GN the team, you know, helping once again the coaching career. He backed up Trey Lance at North Dakota State. He, they're so bad, <laughs> and he, they're like getting injured that like he is now suiting up and he might start. Oh my God! That's who their quarterback could be. So we are, we are definitely. I mean, Kentucky can start seven or four and zero to start the season. Here's the tough part. Their over-unders at seven? Yeah. I mean, I never would have thought that with Kentucky. Here's, here's their challenge. They got LSU, Florida, and Georgia all in a row. Okay, those are all losses. All losses. But they end their last two games with New Mexico and Louis, uh, Louisville. The Lobos? Yeah. Gotta watch so out they start 4-0, the say they lose those three in a row, they're 4-3. and three. And I think they could be, again, I'm not high in LSU. I would take LSU's under. Um so they could go, five, say, 5-2. and two. Then they beat those two. That's 7. Then they, the rest of the games are like Vanderbilt, they stink. Mississippi State, man. Tennessee, rivalry game, boom. They could, they could, I could see them hitting that over. So that's one of the ones I'll take. LSU, 8.5 wins. I'll take the under. I just don't think they – Auburn, Kentucky, Florida. The SEC Bama. just beats each other up too, so. I just don't – I'm not sold on Coach O. Like I, just, I don't even win the national championship, but he lost his two offensive coordinators. They lost all those athletes, like – can he get back to that way, or was it all his like offense and defense coordinator? Were those the guys that help? I think a lot of people like LSU because of the coach, not necessarily like because they are going to win. Everybody loves Coach I, O. I think Coach O is a great like a head coach in the aspect of he lets you he's if he hires the right coordinators, they run the show on offense and defense, and he's just like a figurehead. He had Joe Brady, great coach, great offensive coordinator. Right when they lose them, if they don't have great offensive defensive coordinators like that, he doesn't really make up the coaching. I don't think. Yeah, I think he's a big pump up guy and let the coaches do the X's and O. That's just my thought. Um, Ole Miss is a tough one. I just love Lane Kiffin and I love their quarterback. He just slings the ball around. I love that Lane Kiffin is still coaching too. I love the Lane Juice. I call I call it the Lane Juice. Um, I took Louis. They play Louisville on the first games of the year. I took Louisville under because I think Ole Miss beats them. Um. 4-0 in non-conference. They play Liberty, which is one of the better power five, not our group of five people, but I think they can beat them. They get Vanderbilt. So you have five wins. They, have, they need eight. Arkansas, Tennessee, Mississippi State. But it really comes down to, can they beat LSU or Auburn? And I just don't know. I think it's seven or eight because that seven and a half is tough. Yeah. Like, if it was seven, I'd take it because I think they can get seven. I just don't know if they can get to eight. But I love Lane Kiffin. Just want to say that. Big Lane stand. <laughs> Big Lane. Then you got... Everyone's kind of favorite um, underdog to like go to the go to the playoffs is Texas A and M. Jimbo's got them rolling. They're a top ten team. Um, if this is comes, do you think they make the playoffs? If so, yes, you bet the over. They had nine and a half wins. At the playoff is so interesting once it gets down to those four teams too. Because I don't know what they're going to end up doing with the college football playoff, but sometimes the best teams never in it. But that's what kind of sucks about the SEC is that they're, you could almost just have a playoff of the SEC. Yeah. Because, like, these teams are stacked, and they're good. There are three – so here's, here's why I like the over. They play Bama. People, some people I've seen have Bama – this is their, Bama's only loss. 
is against A&M. They really high in A&M. Does, does Bama, they probably go to yeah. Texas A&M this yeah. year? So they have a loss there. They only have like two teams that they, is LSU and Auburn, and like they're two toughest. I don't know if they lose. If they pull off Bama, call it a lock. Because it's nine and a half. That means they have to lose three other games to SEC teams. I don't see that happening. So I kind of like the over under on this. Um, Texas A&M. Te- Texas A&M, yeah. So th- those are my uh, those are my picks for the SEC. Where I guess we can get into the group of five, which are just basically the all the other you know teams I thought that played really well. It had 10, 11 wins last year. Coastal Carolina, they return. Grayson McCall, who is a stud quarterback. But, I mean, 10 wins, that's a lot. Um, yeah, but they always dominate that division, yeah, yeah, too. Yeah, they dominate, though. and they play Kansas. I'll just say this, though. It's, Kansas is still a Power 5 conference. Like, it's not like they're, yeah. you know, not, but that's their, that's their Power 5 team they play. University of Louisiana, Louisiana Lafayette has got a stud. Levy Lewis is a stud quarterback in their entire O-line. Like I said, they got three tough games. They're at nine and a half. Liberty, App State, and Texas. I think they could beat Texas, but that's just, I wouldn't, I wouldn't bet my life on it that it's yeah. a lock. Then App State and Liberty, I definitely think they can beat. Um, so, and they should dominate their, their conference. If they win their conference, that's a 10-win team. Liberty, too. If, if you think Liberty's going to beat um, ULL, then just take Liberty over nine wins. So that's just what it comes down to. But here's my, here's my pick for the group of five, if I'm betting anything. Seven and a half wins over Nevada. Nevada, huh? They have a quarterback named Carson Strong. Might be the be- he might be a top five quarterback in college football next year. He might be like drafted in the top five. He is very good. They're seven and a half wins. They play Cal, Kansas State, and non-conference. So those are like not like easy games. But they're like plus 500 to win a conference. I know that was a pick that everyone kind of likes. If they win their conference, seven and a half wins is, is a lock. So, yeah. Um, so I got my, my pick six. You, do you have any, based off that, do you like any over-unders? I think Coastal Carolina, I'd actually take the over. 11 wins? Yeah. I, I would take the over because they, in, in the last few years, they have proven that they, they can't come out and play. App State, though, seems to always be an upset team. Whether it was that Michigan game or even last year, I'm pretty sure they upset Coastal Carolina. And to cover the spread, it was like there was like four touchdowns in the last two minutes of that <laughs> game. It was crazy. Um, so both those two schools, great color schemes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, oh, Coastal Carolina's Col- colors are incredible. Oh, the best. Yeah. Um, no, I don't know. I, th- I think I like them. Yeah. All right. My six are we got Boston College over seven wins. Okay. Go Eagles. Fly Eagle. Fly. Louisville under seven. Rutgers football over four wins. Bama under 11 and a half. Kansas over one win. Texas Tech over four and a half. If you add up the teams that I need to hit over, I need 16 and a half wins of my four teams I picked. For the over. Of your 16 or that's, of the four teams that you took the Alabama over. Went, Alabama went 15 and 0 last year. Those are my picks. Thank you all for listening to the Picard Pick 6 show. I'll see you all next week where we actually get to finally bet on some college football.